going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, yo, yo. What it do, man? Hey, I know you ain't heard my voice in a while. It's your boy, Munez, or we're back with the VAR bar episode 53. What are we saying, boys? What's good, people? Yo, back again. Eating that, eating that lobster with that garlic butter. <laughs> yep. Wow. Is that what W does for the man? Hey, hey. It's good, Jana. Yo, we haven't ate for a while, man. Brother, we haven't ate, I hear you. Gourmet things. But Charles, Munya, hold on. This is why I hate press, bro. He says against Sheffield, but they gave him L. They gave them L, bro. But I mean, either way, you wouldn't see me celebrating a picture of a shot. yourself, man. Let me enjoy my dub, man. What are you talking about? Nah, nah, nah. garlic butter. It's funny. We went from a Kenner who went, uh, to like a Kenner who went, oh, we were suffering, man. We're suffering, man. He's been complaining on Twitter, bro. He's been complaining on Twitter a lot. Nah, life comes fast, man. I've learned. I've learned. Nah, you, you, that's, your, that's your motto as well, fam. You, Bro. When it hits home, innit? When it hits home. <laughs> but yeah, um, as you know, a couple of boys were at the W Hotel. Um, we was in the restaurant and like I said, Andy was, he, we were watching him eat like, brother, if you're not eating in a while, the way he was um, eating. But, I can't yeah. lie to you. Yeah. It even tastes the same, man. Like. <laughs> he had to enjoy it. Mm. Um, do you know what? Bef- before we go into the games... I just want to um, just get everyone's opinion on probably one of the biggest talking points we're getting, the referees and the decision-making. More and more players are coming out after the game and saying they should do an interview like we do. They should have mics on. Like, I think today I saw on Twitter um, in Australia, this referee on his Mike last game yeah. was mic'd up. Um, what do we think? Because we put, I think we want to put a poll on it. What do we think about them having referees have post-match interviews? I've always been an advocate of it, man, because I've always screamed, like, in Holland, that's what they do. So when a referee makes a dubious decision, they, they, they're put in front of the cameras and they have to explain themselves. Yeah. Uh, they even go on talk shows and that. So referees are kind of, like, yeah. not as big as players, but, you know, the, the controversial referees are, you know, celebrities, quote-unquote. So, yeah, I man. I say, like, you could, I don't even think what you're saying is understated. I think referees are, are, are just as are just as important as players like they can decide games just as much as players can so they should be able to be able to um so yeah to to to, to be communicated with which is as much i think pre- um, referees are protected a lot more than what they should be mm-hmm. um, and then obviously Definitely. this weekend we realized that like with a lot of games where their decisions have basically impacted the result um so i definitely think they should at least at the very minimum at least um, come out and speak to the press as like like managers do when they get it wrong, and like players have to when they get it wrong too. Definitely one for concern because I believe I feel anyways the FA in England are quite backwards. Um, I think people have even come out and said you won't see any English referees at any major competitions. Um, I think the FA need to kind of come up up to date with things. Um, but but you know the funny thing is. The way I view it is you can spin that in a positive way because if you hear a referee justify his decision, you're like, okay, that's fair. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You can use that as positive PR. That's yeah, why referees be mic'd up, not do post-match interviews in my view because you're getting a post-match interview. You're not going to be able to analyse their decisions, but even if they're mic'd up, you can go back to that at 
afterwards and you can record it and you can actually oh, see what they just think, make yeah. it but absolutely yeah. great for TV. I think I think I think the I, I hear what you're saying, Jake, but I think the culture just needs to change in terms of media in 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 um in England. So I think like the the journalists they need to just ask them the hard questions basically. Uh, but the thing is, if you're gonna you gotta think, what's the easier thing that gets better results? Are we gonna have a complete culture change, or do we mic them up? Because I mean, I've heard it before where I've said, right, we need to mic up refs, and the main thing is, oh yeah, but you can't get away with it because of footballers they'll swear all the time. It's like, okay, well then footballers now have to start respecting the ref. Like they or just keep do. a distance before before he actually yeah. you know talks on the mic. Keep their I distance think there's another thing you could where you could say captains only with the ref. Yeah, it's I think I think for an entertainment basis, it makes sense to mic up the ref because you can hear what the ref is saying. You hear you hear in um, rugby, you hear in NFL what the ref is saying, and it gives more. Yeah, it uh, gives, yeah, it'll be great TV, and it gives more of an understanding to what the ref is thinking at that time. Um, I think possibly the FA are just looking at it from a risk perspective, saying we don't want to take this risk because, you know, people are going to get onto us. But I think to hell with it. Just mic up the, the refs. Let's just hear what they're saying. And then it gives us an understanding. I think there'll be definitely one talking point for when the season ends. Um, because one thing I did see on Twitter was someone said, VAR isn't the issue. It's how the referees are using VAR. Yeah. That's I agree uh, with that. I think, they have to again another postseason where we will, um, you know, look back. But anyways, we'll get straight into it. Before we go into the Premier League games, there were some European games, um, and obviously, you know, <laughs> some of us are still in the round of thirty-two. Um, United, you had your um, return fixture against Real Sociedad. Shaky, shaky little start from you. I think you guys did you not concede within ten minutes a penalty, but obviously they went on to miss. Wasn't sure. It was pretty early on though. Yeah, pretty early on. Um, I mean, the, the penalty in the end turned out to be quite horrific. Uh, completely ballooned it, uh, got nowhere near nowhere near the target. And then, to be honest, the game in general, just to quickly summarise, it was a, a boring game. Um, there wasn't really any real goal mouth action, aside from the, the goal that was eventually disallowed. Um, Axel attacked uh, Wanzabi's header, and that was then brought back because of... Then the lost Kung Fu kick. Oh, um, the guy! Whoa. Yeah, I swear that, that. that was wild, man. I don't know what he was thinking with getting getting his leg up that high, but um, yeah, the, the the fixture was won in the first leg, and um, obviously we didn't concede anything. So yeah, positives are we're through to the next round, really. And as you said, the, you wrapped it up in um, the first game. So you know the draw came, and big char. I'm seeing that you man have drawn AC Milan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you got onto me before about your draws and I, yeah, I had to say after you said that stat yeah that's 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 tight <laughs> bro like <laughs> the thing is it's mad though because history never remembers that stuff you know like when you look back and like the history only remembers that United haven't won a trophy in X, Y and Z years but when you actually look into the context of it obviously don't get me wrong we're still big enough to beat most of the teams that we get drawn against but yeah the, the, the fixtures haven't been favourable to us at all in it but look to 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 win the best trophies, you've got to be the best, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's just a case of just sort of getting through it. Um, and it probably will mean that it'll be a bit more of an enjoyable um, feat beating the better teams um, if we do go on and win it. So, so it depends how you look at it, I guess. 100%, man. And obviously for our listeners, we'll talk more onto these games as we get nearer to the time. 
So the other um, fixture was for Arsenal, who didn't make things easy. As I said, in the first leg fixture, ah, from the, from the get-go, we remember Aubameyang missing those chances. I thought, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those ties again. We'll go away to the second leg and uh, Benfica will, will do job on us, which, again, they nearly did, but due to our own mistake. So, Tabs, I think you were quite, quite vocal that day when we were watching this game. We always let ourselves down, and that's what we did. Yeah. Arsenal ended up winning the game, but Benfica did end up scoring two goals, which meant we needed three goals. And obviously, at one point, we were two-one down. Um, Sabios, man, you spoke highly about him, Tabo. Two big mistakes. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> like obviously, he started the game buzzing, and he he looked um, he looked really good, and then all of a sudden, you know, for the two goals, obviously, he he, he fouled. Um, the, the guy for the free kick where he didn't really need to do that. Um, and then uh, with the second goal where he didn't kind of look back to see who was there, he just kind of headed the ball and there was no one in sight. The guy finishes the ball. But um, yeah, man, we just keep creating these problems uh, for ourselves when there's no need to. Uh, from a defensive point of view, I think we looked very shaky on the day. And I was baffled why, because it was um, Gabriel um, and uh, was it Holden or Louise? I can't remember. But yeah, we just looked shaky at the back, mainly Gabriel. So I'm not too sure what's happened to him since he came back from the coronavirus situation. But I'm just glad that we managed to obviously pull it back and um, and get through to the next stage, man. So hopefully um, uh, we're, we're over that now. Yeah, man, 100%. Um, and it's one thing I would never put in a sentence together. Arsenal showed character. And it, it was it was just good to see for once that we actually can come back from being a, a goal down and actually score more goals. Um, shout out uh, Bakayo again, as per... Um, again, times <laughs> two, man. Um, but yeah, as you said, we're through to next round <laughs> and we've been drawn to Olympiacos who actually did knock us out at this point in in the in the in, in the Europa League. But obviously this time it's gonna be round of sixteen. Um so you know, people were joking about how it could be some sort of revenge, but who knows? Who knows? Um Jake, you were the other team to play, obviously this time in champs. Giroud, man, stepping up to the big occasion. He is a man for the big occasion. What a beautiful man, both on and off the pitch. Now, um, I said in the previous pod, I thought we were going to lose. I thought it would we would have all the ball and do nothing with it. And to an extent, that's true. I mean, I don't think we looked particularly dangerous, but we did look like the only team that wanted to win. I think Simeone, despite his almost renaissance this season of actually looking to attack with the ball, he went very true to form, true to character, where it played a 6-3-1, essentially. And it was a very, very negative game from Atletico's point of view. They had one or two half chances, but that was called by Chelsea mistakes. But then Giroud stepping up with that absolutely gorgeous bicycle kick. Like, what an amazing result for Chelsea. That's our best result of the season, I think I could say there, to go away from home. I know it wasn't going to Atletico itself. But to go away from home and pick up a win like that, massive, massive result for us. Puts us in great, great condition for the return leg. Um, 
And do you think you're going to be able to secure it? In, in I'm, 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 I heard, I don't know if you've seen as well, they're saying that the second leg could be played at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, because it was a, it was always confirmed the first one, but they haven't confirmed the second one. I think especially with the news that the, we're loosening restrictions in the coming months and COVID is actually decreasing now, there's every possibility. And we'll take the advantage that we can get. I don't know if UEFA will allow it because you can't really make Atletico lose their home leg, but not Chelsea. But if it happens, great. We're going to need it because we are missing a couple of players like Mount and Jorginho both banned and they both put in great shifts against Atletico. So it will be interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm a lot more confident than I was before the game, put it that way. All right, man. Well, I've got a question for you, Jake. Do you, do you, do you feel like, obviously we saw what um, Atletico did to um, Liverpool on mm-hmm. their their return leg, um, and we kind of kind of know like Atletico have they're, they're they're really good in these kind of tournaments. So, um, do you feel like, or, or let me phrase it in a different way, what are your concerns or worries going into the second leg? Do you know what it is? Is that the way Simeone played? Obviously, was really negative, but. And I think this is a really redundant argument. It's one that Roy Keane goes all the time, but he always talks about character, doesn't he, in games? Like, he always talks about, oh, it's just about who wanted it more on the day. And I think that's the, one of the worst arguments in football. Like, Don't get me wrong, attitude is obviously a big thing, but it's n- not always just, oh, yeah, they wanted it more, they were more aggressive. This Atletico Madrid team doesn't fear me in that regard whatsoever. Like, mm. I know they've got Suarez up top, but... You look at their team as a whole and you've got players like Lamar and Jao Felix and they just, they don't strike fear. They're not the aggressors. They're not the one that are going to do those dirty little tactics to get everything to win. Mm. So I think when they actually go on the front foot, it's going to be a lot more different because Chelsea, I mean, ever since Tuchel have come in, they really, I think, I mean, I'm thinking back, I don't think they've really played a team that's gone to play on the front foot against them. So it'll be interesting to see if Simeone will actually step up for the full 90 or just, again, try and snick one and then get into more desperation mode. But like I say, I think I'm a lot more confident than I was going into it from the first 90. Jake, just just a last piece on this. So if, if you've seen the results yesterday, Atletico Madrid, they won 2-0 away to Villarreal. They had 36% possession and won 2-0. So <laughs> to me, it's always... Bro, they'll have uh, Villarreal had twenty shots, and Atletico Madrid six, and they won two now. So, bro, I'll I'll never write off an, a a Simeone team. The ball cards, man. Oh, no, you you need to allow of your shouts. You said two shot got it all wrong. Bro, all of this nonsense. Don't write it off, man. Atletico oh, Madrid. Cool, cool. It's on tape. It's on tape. Anyways, um, we got we got a well, not say special guest, but from a special occasion. Out here in the Caribbeans, um, our boy, one of our very own um, sea striders representing his nation, Anguilla. Um, well done, first of all, to our boy. Um, but he's actually been able to join the pod for this recording. What's the time in your ends, bro? Right now, it's 3.12, man. So we're four hours behind you, I think. Yep. Yeah. Boy. So I've been up since morning, like 4.35. So it's been a long day, but... Here, Education, man. man. I respect it, man. <laughs> yeah. I was training going, anyways. Aye, we got boulders in the, on our Martin. <laughs> 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 so, hey, pull up hey, five aside, not it? Someone, what? Uh, what? <laughs> T- tournament thing, yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Podcasting. 
Yeah, it's, but, it's hot, man. It's very hot. Isolating, but can't complain, man. Can't complain. So, you know, um, your boys did job again. Um, Wolfsburger, that cheeseburger, whatever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> you guys um, seen it off, really. Um, I think another great performance. Yeah. Job done from, from the first yeah. leg. Really. The game was done from the first leg there, like you say. But, um, it was nice, to, again, to see um, Bale play well, Delhi play well. Um, a clean sheet, but yeah, it's pretty much they got the boys got the job done in Austria, so it was nice that we could rest a few of the players for uh, for the the game against Burnley. And who do you who have you guys been drawn with? Uh, we got drawn with Dynamo Zagreb, so they're Croatian champions. But look, like we we didn't get AC Milan, so realistically, we should be going through in that one. Yeah, that that sh- that should be a good fixture. But like you said, you didn't get AC Milan. But hey, we'll, we'll be hearing back from you still um, when we get into the Premier League games. We're gonna go straight into the biggest game of the weekend. Um, sadly, wasn't the best game of the weekend. I think we can all agree. Um, Bakayo Saka took a day off to give um, the star boys from Chelsea to Man and Man United to do something. And yeah, man, it's a snooze fest. Um, let, let me let me let me go to the United fans first because I think for this game it was more pressure on Chelsea. What did you guys expect from this one, big um, PR? Uh, I mean, I watched the game with my pops in it, and I said to him like maybe half an hour uh, to an hour before kickoff. I said to him, "Yeah, this is this is going to be a snooze fest. I, I'm going to call a ball draw on this one," um, and. Simply because um, the fixture uh, against Chelsea that we had uh, earlier in the season um, was one of uh, disappoint- a disappointment because I felt like there was no intensity in the game. There was no uh, either team on either side willing to uh, really you know, captivate the game, capture the game, take it by the scruff of the neck. And I feel like it was um, you know, a similar case here. So let me, t- let me talk from United's perspective anyway, and I'll leave Jake to... To talk on Chelsea, but I felt like, you know, the lineup that we put out, uh, we went for the McFred combination again, um, and I've, you know, obviously stated my feelings on that already uh, about how much I don't like that combination and what it takes away from us going forward. Um, and yeah, it kind of showed again. Really, um, we we didn't, you know, show um, we didn't show an urgency going forward. Uh, we didn't show. Um, the opportunities, the, the rare opportunities we did get, we didn't show decisiveness um, and uh, effectively it, it led to not really creating enough chances. Bruno was stifled. He wasn't really receiving the ball in the areas that he needs to, um, you know, consistently to be able to create. And and when he did, the, the passes just, just weren't up to scratch in terms of what we'd expect him to do in those positions usually. So um, yeah, generally it was it was a disappointing performance for me uh, from a United perspective, and I feel like you know we were we were actually lucky not to to go away with a loss. So yeah, you said usually usually there with um, Bruno who deliver, but I mean I have to point it out a lot of people do scream he just doesn't do it against the bigger teams. What what do you have to say to that? Um, I mean, yes, stats would show and games would show that he's not he's not done maybe as much as he should have done in the big games. And, you know, there's evidence to now to now say that. But like if you just look at the game itself as an, you know, as an isolated example, 
I, I don't think that he was receiving the ball enough um, um, to be able to, to make an impact as he should have. And like I said before, um, you know, the opportunities that he did get, he should have probably done better. Um, but, um, Friends, yeah. they just, I think I, I sent it to you, that start of where mm-hmm. um, Fred passed it to him, I think it's 12 times within mm-hmm. 90 minutes. Do you know how few for the centre mids behind you to both of them give you the ball 12 times? Yeah, yeah cool. it's, it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. And um, yeah, the McFred combination is a problem. And I'll continue to say that. I feel like, um, yeah, it's something that needs to be looked at. No, I want to stay with you, actually, because um, one thing I, I noticed, and I, I thought he had a decent performance, um, you've had his words for him, um, Dan James, because he obviously kept Martial on the bench, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do you see Dan James having a very good future at United? Um, I think Dan James could be a good squad player. I don't think he's good enough to be a week-in, week-out starter. At the moment, I feel like Ole is just rewarding his his good performances in the last couple of games. Um, and, you know, kind of have to use the hot hand if that makes sense so I feel like it's not you know we're not going to expect James to be some world beater in the next couple of years but I do feel like he does have um, a part to play uh, in the United squad as a squad player Um, but I definitely feel like um, we could do better in terms of quality on the right hand side in terms of the the mould of player we need so yeah Uh, Say no more man Um, so Jake for you, I thought maybe this was a must-win for Chelsea. Would you agree? No, because there's too many games left. I think Tuchel has probably saw it the same way. Like You see the changes he's made. He's put Chilwell in over Alonso. Obviously, Chilwell doesn't offer nearly the same attacking in that left wing-back role, but defensively, he is a lot more solid. Putting in Kante to, as Prez alluded to, absolutely nullify Bruno. I think, it, for me, it was very reminiscent of Ander Herrera on Eden. Like It seemed to be that wherever Bruno was, Kante was right next to him. Um, and then putting in Ziyech and Giroud, very much, it looked like, I think they alluded, they said it on the commentary that two cars obviously thought Man United were going to sit a lot deeper, but they really pushed up and... Those two guys, like they were willing to do the work off the ball, but on it there was just little to no quality. I think I completely agree with Perez. It was, it was a ball draw for the neutrals. Like Neville was trying to sell it on commentary as a tactical, like a very good tactical game. I, I didn't really buy it. It was, yeah, no, neither team decided to win. Obviously, the big incident of the penalty on Hudson Adoy. I will preface what I say with it was a penalty. I I think Char put it in our chat of the angle where you could see it from the sideline that Hudson Odoi touched it first. It's a rubbish penalty to concede, but it according to the laws of the game it was. However, I can see why the ref didn't give it because those angles that Sky had, in my viewpoint, did not make it look obvious that it was a penalty. Yeah, and he used VAR correctly in the sense that he's. His on-field decision is, it's not a penalty. He's gone over to the booth, or sorry, the screen. And for me, I'm going to assume he's not seen a definitive angle that says, yeah, I can overturn this. And he's kept going. I think 
other people have different views and that's fair enough but the way i see it, i think that's probably the right way for var to be used even if it's the wrong decision boy yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a sticky one that one as well because i know big char was saying it's a definite penalty and obviously i can see his argument was i think one of the things kenneth said on a clubhouse i watch along was it was almost inclusive inclusive you said kenneth um where it's just hard to give it it is very hard to give that decision because two angles show two different results yeah Munya, um, we were we were arguing for like a minute but on both sides so yeah. if we couldn't decide between the two of us i think in the end it was i think it was a penalty but yeah it was the right decision to be made it was um two shells you know first big prem challenge and i know shalom you've had some strong words for two how how do you feel he um he went about this one? Um obviously getting a draw at home. Jake says it, sh- it wasn't a must win, but for some Chelsea fans were saying that they should have won to just get pressure for the top four. How do you feel um Tuchel set out Chelsea? Um I think I agree with Jake, to be honest. Um I think regards to I think the question is who do you reckon to took the value who do you reckon would say took the value of a point out of United and Chelsea um possibly Chelsea in my, in my opinion um I think United should have won that game but they were disappointing um I think clearly Tuchel is is building for the future so I would say Tuchel did well in that game um but it has to be said that game was bo- was poor and was boring but well, it is what it is um I think you ha- in this league, you just have to take your points as they come and you try not to lose. And I, I keep saying, I don't know how United are second because I looked at that game and I thought, what the hell is this? Um, but like yeah, I said, we, I, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't go into that game to, we, I do, like I said, we didn't go into that game to to, to really win and, and put, put Chelsea to the sword. Was no. it, it was a safe performance, it was a tentative performance, and, so and a disappointing one. Are you, are, yeah, you saying, yeah. are you saying, are you saying, because the, that, that could be it. Um, Ole, when he plays the top six, he's just safe because he's not beat. You, you guys sure. are not won. The thing is, though, like, <laughs> sorry, I've sort of listened to obviously everyone's like thoughts and opinions, and especially with it, because obviously I'll go back to the Bruno conversation about how he doesn't perform um, against the top six or the big six, um, like people like to put it. But I remember a season, like last season, or even a season before that, both seasons. United were known as the teams that couldn't put away the teams that were meant to win, and the bigger teams we were known as the team that 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 comes away with a result or a victory. Fast forward twelve months, obviously we signed Bruno. Now we are actually better positioned in the league. We actually won more points collectively since he's been signed. The conversation has now switched to oh, but we can't do it again. So at either point, it was a criticism. So cannot people not see that this is maybe it comes with the pressure, man. No, but, it no, comes but, with the pressure. But can people not see that this is just transition that clubs go through to then become actual contenders? Big, for big United, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I do see that, but the thing it's is, it's not an look, excuse. It's just that if you consider Ole's um, press comments, rather than just dealing with the point, he's just trying to deflect. So to me, he learns it from the best man. The best, the best, the best. The best ever <laughs> he learns it from the best man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. You ask Sir Alex Ferguson what's one plus one, he'll say three, and he'll say three <laughs> different ways. Come on, bro, that's just the way it was. Yeah, but it just it for me, I just don't feel. What you're saying, though. I do get yeah, saying. I, I just don't feel he he like United in terms of Ole. He should have just said basically what Chart said, and rather than using the like, deflecting and yeah, it, it just for me, I 
I think, in, I, I, I guess the big question to, for you United fans are, are, where do you see someone like da Daniel James? Because after the game, you saw people kind of comforting him, saying, okay, well done, yeah. you know, it was hard. He fell out of his depth. So, yeah. Me personally, the way with, that, with Dan James, he should be the second or third sub we, we have. That's, that's how I view him. I don't see him as the person that's going to then deliver us the Premier League. Bro, he won a raffle to get into that position, man. He won a genuine think, raffle. But he's but he's effective. I think the last couple of games he's actually played it right. He's been our, probably our, one of our better attacking players. I think, I think Daniel James plays because he's your most direct player. And he's he's one of our best pressers as well. If you actually see him, Donny doesn't start running. So yeah. I, I think in in this sort of season where you're playing games every three days and then it's fatigue's a thing, Dan James is the perfect sort of player to have, man, because you know he's going to put in 100% in every game. So I see I see the I see his qualities, man. I know his limitations. Just sorry, Munyet, just a question. Do you reckon Daniel James is stopping someone from your reserves from having that chance? Uh, I think once if a, if, a, if a player plays on the right and does well, um, he, he will carry on playing. We saw it last season with Greaves, uh, Mace, uh, Mason Greenwood. Um, we've seen it this season um, with obviously the changes. If Ahmad starts playing a few games, I see him starting there like for the rest of the season. I think that that in in our team, that position is the most probably the most up for grabs. Up for grabs out probably all the other positions in in my eyes. Um, so I think anyone that plays well, I don't think he, Dan James is definitely not stopping anyone's progress. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, all square at Stamford Bridge. Um, Man City from what tenth, eight points away from first place. Tottenham are now first, twelve points clear. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's it's, it's a wrap. Um, <laughs> for one team that's been struggling, boy, my Gunas, they've been giving me heartache. Um, I remember Tosin, who's not here tonight. Did actually tweet something about oh I can't wait to see the, the lineup and stress and vents. I saw the lineup and it's like 12, 10, 11 a.m. and I say let me get a beer, man. It's a Sunday, it's God's day. And I'm drinking because of this club. I see William starting. I'm thinking oh, Leicester are going to set us here. Um, we conceded early, and I'm just thinking, ah, my weekend is done already. It's another loss. We're going to be 11th, page two, all of this. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, character. This club should, okay, we got a penalty, um, but, you know, you got to take it when you get it. Um, William, I, I don't even I, I don't even know what to say. Pam, you got to so say how it is, bro. He played well. He played well, and Pepito. That's yeah, what I want to hear. Man, them say with chess, man. Fam, yeah, hey, Pepe, Pepe was moving mad. You got to give him press. the props, man. But, uh, before we go into the game, Mitchell, um, you watched the game. How, how did you? How did you take it? In? Um, obviously the first sort of the first bit of the game that was that was Arsenal all over. To be fair, wasn't it? Um. I don't know what the, the it's not even just you can't even pick out one player for that first goal, but there's four players there that I'm thinking, what are they doing? First of all, you got Shaka giving away the ball to Willian in a space where he's, he shouldn't be giving them the ball there. He can't run back because he's got zero pace. Um, you've got El Nenny not covering the space. Uh, you got Mari running back from goal, running back from the player to, to his towards his own goal when the player's running at him. 
You got David Luiz not telling Mari to push forward because he's got the play on the cover. Yeah, it was just a shambles, really. The first goal, it really showed like how what what we do on a on a normal basis. Anyway, we always concede first and just and just and it's always stupid goals. But then from from then we sort of uh, sort of getting control of the game. Smith Rowe was getting touches on the ball. You had Pepe. Every time he was getting the ball, he was taking that small boy that left back. Brilliant, bro. It was. It was horrible. <laughs> I, I felt sorry for him, and that—that's like, you know, every time it was just taking, got dragged in at half time. Half time. Yeah, half-time. bro. You had, yeah, the yellow yeah, card. Hundred percent. There was a, there was a there was a red card coming for him, but yeah, Pepe Pepe obviously, yeah, was doing was doing well, um, and then obviously then you had William playing well, and the second goal was obviously. Uh, Lacazette got the penalty. Got the penalty. Which, by the way, I shouted out in Didi a couple of weeks ago. Um, he he messed up. He gives away a penalty. Lacazette scores, and then obviously Pepe gets his third goal, which was well deserved. And for me, he was my he was the man of the match. Shout out Pepe. Uh well, we're gonna go straight into that one there, Mitchell. When you say shout out Pepe, because Ken, you even said it a, a lot. People were saying Pito, Pepito, and that's you, Tabs. You were telling me, bring me, um, what's his name, from Wolves, Neto, and get rid of Pepito. <laughs> Bro, I've said, time and t- I've said time and time again, yeah. Obviously, I want Pepe to do well, but uh, I think we, we as Arsenal fans, obviously said that this season was going to be the season that, you know, last year was the warm-up. Now we want to see the real deal. And f- for a while, we weren't seeing that. And it seems like, you know, since December, I'd say, Pepe's been looking lively overall. And yesterday, again, even after being dropped for a while, came back into the team. And, um, you know, he's asking questions um, of other players. And Arteta's got, you know, he's got options at the minute when it comes to that. So that, that's a good thing for us to see, man. Uh, I'm always happy when these guys do well when they bag. Um, but yeah, man, I'll still maintain that. Um, Arteta, if you're listening... Just do the damn thing and bring Neto to Arsenal, man. I'll, I'll maintain that. And shit, and shit Pepe, yeah? Bro, I wouldn't complain. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Say no more. Say no more. Um, I just want to call out Jake because um, William, obviously, from what we've seen, people have not been happy. Um, I don't know if you actually caught the game, Jake, but um, do you still think William's got it? I remember being on this podcast and when the Willian signing was first announced, I remember saying this year he'd be good and he would decline massively. I got that first bit of it wrong. <laughs> obviously, like he's got the time. Like at Chelsea, he was always great as a second option. Like he had Hazard the whole time. He was always that great second guy who you could rely on for a press. He'd normally only have one person on him because obviously Hazard would take so much attention. And then at Arsenal, I mean, I don't watch Arsenal every week, so I can't say why he's been as bad as he has been. But to to drop off that much, it never sat right. If you see what I mean, like there was, there's got to be something that was, yeah, it just it, maybe it's bad luck, maybe it's just acclimating to the new situation, new players. But he could come good the rest of the season. I doubt it now. Because yeah. he, he doesn't have the pace anymore. It doesn't look like he has the pace anymore. And that was his big thing. And well, well you say that. I was going to say, say, say that. that. <laughs> but um, 
the, was it the second goal that led to the penalty? It was the second goal that led to the penalty. You just saw this turn of pace. pace yeah. And you see Tillemans out of breath. There's one angle. You just see Tillemans just like struggling to keep up with William. I just, I actually just thought something was in my drink. What am I watching? Well, there we go then. I'm, I'm happily going to be proved wrong. Well, not happily, because that means Arsenal are doing better. But, <laughs> but like, the only thing is, like I say, I can't see William getting any better. And that's the problematic point, is that the wages that he's on for his production, if it, um, yeah, I can't see it getting any better for him. If he stays at that level where he can still impact games for another year to 18 months, I think I'll still be very happy. But I think even most Arsenal fans, and obviously happily disagree with me here, can, when you first got that deal for Willian, like, yeah, in, especially in that third season, he's still going to be a very productive member of this Arsenal team. I think the best case scenario was two years. And the way he's played has probably decreased that. Uh, um, well, you know, result for the Gunners overall, um, a, a good way to turn it around from 1-0 down. Shout out Lacazette as well. Had to score the got a pen, had to obviously finish it. Um Louise and and William connecting for the first goal to get the equalizer. And yeah, man, Pepito, that 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 counter goal, just like good old Arsenal. Um however, I would like to also say to um a listener off the pod, Harvey Barnes, we all wish you a speedy recovery. Um seeing you come off like that, it was just sad to see. Um, Harvey Barnes was probably having one of the best seasons of his career. Was even as we were saying, I think two weeks ago we were talking about how he has the potential to be even caught up for England in the Euros. And I've not seen any news since his um, the game. We don't know the extent of his injury, but yeah, if you are listening, Harvey Barnes, we wish you a speedy recovery. Um. Gonna go to um a boy in Anguilla. I hope I hope the Wi-Fi is still working, Calvin. You you still with us? Yeah, yeah, just about. I'm waiting for it to drop off though. <laughs> so your boys um locked off the game early and I'm I'm gonna give you his flowers because of late he's shown that he's still got it. Gareth Bell, man. What what a performance. What a performance, man. Um I saw glimpses of the old Gareth Bale, um, even a burst of pace. Obviously, the two goals were, were fantastic as well. And yeah, man, he really looked like, like he's got his match fitness there. He looked sharp. The assist for Kane's goal, his all-round contribution and play, dropping into little pockets. Um, yeah, and that really impressed me. I think the whole team, I was really impressed with the, with the lineup as well. I think having Regulon back is a, is a big plus Aurier as well. They gave us actual proper width. And, you know, Jose was brave. Um, and so he should be, you know, playing all four of them, Lucas, Son, Kane and Bale, and playing Undumbele in the pivot. I think we just, from, from start to finish, we were we were dominant, man. And it was good to see Spurs play like that. Obviously, Team Bell came alight when we were watching this game. Um, I know one person that's always been giving Bell his flowers from day one was Big Char. Mitchell, you're going to have to sit back and listen to this one, bro. Um, so, yeah, Stephen, is Bell now t- silencing his critics like Mitch and Kenna? Bro, I forgot listen, about you, Kenna. Look, when you know ball, yeah, it will always come to fruition, isn't it? Sooner rather than later, isn't it? Always, it will always happen when you know ball. Some man were telling me that 
Lamella or like Lucas Lucas Moura had more had more of a an opportunity on doing well in the Spurs team than Gareth Bell. Like I remember when we were talking about when he got signed, we were saying like and then obviously he wasn't playing he was playing games, but he wasn't impacting as much as what we, we thought he would originally. People were almost making it seem like he might have lost his like what made him Gareth Bell. And I said, look, like Donny's not gonna probably sprint past people like he used to when he was at like Tottenham and, and obviously early days at Madrid. But if you give him the ball, like he'll be able I, I think I even like pictured I think I even described a picture of a goal that he could score. I think it was like outside of the box top bins, like poachers poacher stamp. And what did the guy do? Like <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So like I feel like a lot of people just jumped the gun. Gareth Bale doesn't become like he remember at one point we we're comparing him to the likes of like Neymar and like um, he was like the level below Ronaldo and Messi at one point. So he, you don't just become a bad player overnight. So shout out Gareth Bell, man. GB9, um, back in full effect. Yeah, back in full effect. Kenna, huh. anything to say back to that one? or Bro, that's it. this is his 20th game of the season and then mm-hmm. now we're saying Bell back after 20 games. <laughs> his other game was Wolfsburger away. So not even the real Wolfsburg, a fake version. And then people <laughs> are chatting about Burnley at home. No, nah, uh, but you have to cha- say chatting in two weeks. Yeah, no. Hang on, nah, but turning up early on. Tell me, tell me, tell me what. Yeah, yeah, nah, Tell me, Gareth Bale's first game for Spurs. Tell me, bro. You think I care? You couldn't. You couldn't tell me, but you, oh, you remember. You remember the game. I remember just, when he did. You remember this game. That's what matters. AKA the business. The business end. The business end of the season when points are being. Then Gareth Bale will remember. Do you think I will remember Burnley at home? Not you will. You will. the same Burnley that you lost to at home, yeah. Bro, yeah. What, was, what was what was what was Bill's first game? West Ham when he came on. Oh, yeah. when he flopped, of course. How could I forget? That's what the agenda was in full. <laughs> no, flow. my point. My point. My point was. My point. My point. What my point was with that comment is that you're not going to remember what happens early on in the season. You always remember the end. So let's just see how it goes, isn't it? Are we are we doubting yes. that Bell is good? Because I don't think no, no, anyone, no. anyone in the pod is. I think I'm not. No, no one is, is doubting that. I, I just People think said he was finished. Uh, can, can can we say this as well? Can I say this? Um, what's it called, uh, Calvin? Yeah. Do you do you see yourself next year signing Gareth Bale on a permanent? Yes or no? Answer, please. Don't no dilly dallying. Currently, I I don't know. Honestly, if you asked me that you, question, you, if you asked you me won't. that question two weeks ago, I said yeah. no because I I was very very vocal with how I thought. Listen, but he's he, done. He, he even look with him scoring. No, but it's not even about him scoring. I'm seeing. My point is he's just not gonna be at the club next year because he's not it's not like the club's gotta just move on. Yes, Gareth yeah, what's, what's it, but what's it, yeah, but what's the shade behind that? Bro, he's not good enough. It's simple. That's All what right. I'm saying. That the club will not the club will not try and sign him on a permanent because he's not good enough. Listen, if he it's, it's if he shows if he shows yesterday's form. Yeah, from now to the end of the season. But that's like if I think that may no, no. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I say I don't know because obviously I haven't seen it week in week out. This is the first time in the, what the last week, ten days, where he's actually showed up in the Premier League. I don't really count the Europa League. I'm saying in the Premier League, he turned up against West Ham and, and Burnley. Cool. It's too much of a small sample size to determine whether we'll sign him on a yeah. permanent. But Thanks. if he does do it from now to the end of the season, and he has a let's say he has a big moment in the cup final or whatever else. Then it's a different, a different answer. No, so. we can agree with that. We can agree with that. It's all ifs, buts, and maybes at the minute. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. we talk. We talk. <laughs> Trust me. 
Also makes him your your highest signed player if you if you do um, sign him. You'd have to take a wage cut, surely. Yeah, and then which will possibly might. That's another thing. That you have to Grant. think about. Does Gareth Bale even want to be at like? To, does he? If he surely if he really wants Honest, to be Spurs. Char, 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 where else is he going? Exactly. This was my point earlier on about talking about Gareth Bale. Listen, Donny has literally done everything in what he could do in sport. Right now, he could go to he could go back to Madrid. He could go to America and chill. No one can no one can ever at him at all. He's still the most um, most decorated British player of all time. So my point is, he could go. He, he could stay at Spurs. He could try for another couple of seasons. Or he could you go know, and chill. You know, what, way, you know what you need to do, bro. It's no slight. It's no slight to Gareth Bale. <laughs> No, you know what you whatsoever. need to do, man. <laughs> what does he need to do? <laughs> Everyone here knows what he needs to do. Man. All right, man. <laughs> well, I think the only way we can, you know, justify this is just see how now it progresses for the rest of the season at his time um, at Spurs. Obviously, they're still in Europa, obviously competing to get back in the top four. I think I even saw one of my Spurs mates tweet, we could drive them back into the top four. Who knows? Um, and obviously, the big one is... The, the the cup final is he going to be the man to you know deliver? But t- time will turn. That's what we like. Um, and now it's time to you know save the best for last. As we said at the start, my boys have been starving, and now you know they finally got to eat. Andy, are you, are you, uh, that belt. I heard you, you had to undo the top button. You you Bro, so well. You already know belly don't grow, but. It started Obviously. shrinking for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, surf and turf bang, man. <laughs> Obviously, you even joked about it. You could have lost the game, but shake is up. <laughs> it looked like um, Ramsdale was having the game of his life. Um, but you guys finally broke through and got the goals that you needed. Um, how was it for you, bro? Um, Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say shaky star. It was a bit of like a... This is going to be same old, same old again. Um, I think we grew into the game, especially in the first half well. And then it just appeared that we were the dominating team. But of course, like in the previous games, you know, if you go into halftime nil-nil, this will just amplify the weaker team more. So then I was just thinking like, rah, um, yeah, this is going to be same old shit. Um, second half stars and obviously Curtis Jones scores his goal. Took it well, I think. Um, there was a bit of uh, curiosity in regards to the ball being over the line when Trent crossed it in. But from an angle, you can see like the, the ball wasn't completely over the line. But then I saw another picture where the ball was completely over the line. Do I care? Nah, we'll take it. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that Curtis Jones got his goal. He dedicated his goal to, um, what's his name? Allison's father. So yeah, man, quite happy with that one. Um, overall, we deserve the win, I think. No, are we, are we bringing it back that, eh? Or is it still hmm, not, not nah, there yet? Bring it back, man. We miss man. it. We miss it. We miss it. Bring it back. Nah, nah not for this one, Kens, bro. <laughs> nah, it's peak, bro. <laughs> how, how am I going to celebrate against one of the worst sides in Premier League history, man? Nah, allow that, man. <laughs> my club agenda is still there, though. Nah, nah. My club agenda is still here, so. What do you guys yeah. think of your, your, your two centre-backs, by the way? Like, do you... Like, Bozos, man. Bozos, man. <laughs> Bozos. If you oh, actually watch the, the game, nah. If you watch the game, man, the the, the kamikaze defending man graduates of yeah, he, school of defending man. What's his name? Gives me Mustafi vibes. Bro, we might as well bought Mustafi. I'm saying this. We yeah, might as well have bought Mustafi. Yeah, that Kabak man. I don't know for him, man. He's lucky that McBurney is slow. 
Because he Matthew got McBurney. caught. Watching that guy yesterday. Bro, he is awful. Honestly, I was well. actually confused. You know, it's got 20 million in. How's man bringing up his haircut? <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible. He's actually trash. And yeah, one thing I hate about Kabakazor is yeah, like in this game so far for Liverpool, like he's, he's trash in it. But in this game so far for Liverpool, he's always started very poor, but he grows into the game. And obviously against Sheffield, um, you know, it, it didn't hurt us. But like in the other games, it's always like too late where like in the first 45 or something, yeah. he's extremely poor and then we concede or whatever. And then in the last 20 or something, he he does great. But, but do you, know, left- but, do you yeah. know what? I have to give Klopp his flowers as well for how we set us up of where I think it was, I don't know if it, it was planned anyway, of where in the first whatever, 25, 30 minutes, he almost told Trent to sit alongside Phillips and come back. And let Robbo play high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hybrid yeah. back three. And then as the game kind of opens... Like how Walker plays sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then almost after the, that 30 minute, he kind of let Trent go. And Trent was exceptional, man. I think... Bro, Trent yeah, had back-to-back back great back, games, man. you know. But people, yeah. don't, people don't want to allow it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kenna. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kenna. But you can't just give Klopp his flowers, then say Klopp out, man. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I can, bro. That's what he loves. Because I'm telling you this, Kent, Gerard wouldn't do what Klopp has done. And bro, I, I don't care what you say, man. So Klopp stop. Out. Oh, Jesus. I don't care what you say. <laughs> bro, and he, actually, he, one last one, shout out to my doggy, man. Curtis Jones, man. Another another clinic. Another yeah. clinic. I want to ask the part about Curtis Jones because obviously um, people are very against um, Kenneth saying that he's a star boy. And I've said this for a while as well. I've been on this for a while. I don't think a star boy personally. I was about to say, I was going to throw a question to everyone else as well. I think what it is for me is I don't feel you get the excitement from Curtis Jones as you do from your likes of Greenwood, um, Chaw and Saka. Like when you watch him, I don't get excited. I'm like, what? He, he 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 does A to B, but I don't get that excitement out of him. Money, that's then I'll ask you. I'll ask you about Mason Mount, and that's the comparison I gave yesterday. Oh, of, oh, 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 no way. I will compare him. He's kind of like a step up from Declan Rice. That's my comparison. They're completely different players. No, 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 no. In terms of like ratings, in terms of rating, in terms of you said Mason Mount's not bright. No, not like you're saying, like in Cho, Saka, like he's not, let's say, like a um, exciting. I don't yes, get off my feet watching Mason Mount. I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I would put them in the same class as that. But the thing but is, I the thing is, when you, when you made that comparison yesterday, yeah, I was uh, like, but Mason Mount has output. Mason Mount is literally mm-hmm. dragging I agree. No, no, this. No, 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 no. And I agree. And I said I agree. And, and that's, I my asked only, you, that's my only no. thing with Curtis Jones, where I feel like if he brings in the output aspect into his game, which he should, and even Klopp yeah. said he should do that, then yes, of course we no, can... Then that. I asked you, and I pointed it out, of at the same age, Mason Mount was at Derby on loan, at the same age, oh. and then he kicked been, on, listen, and then he kicked listen, on. Listen, I've been watching Mason Mount for a long time, bro, not, not so Derby. Derby. 
Yeah, Derby and even before. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He was in the championship. But to be honest, Kenneth, I agree. I think in time, um, Curtis will turn good. That's, no, what, that's what I said, bro. Yeah, but just not right. Yeah. No, no, but Shalom, yeah. But, oh, but what? Time. Said, We're not saying star boy right now. Output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, no, we are no. being judged on his output right now. And I agree. And I totally agree. But this is what I'm trying to say of where, that's why I said, I'll comparing to Mason Mount of where the type of players they are of, let's say, they're quite tidy on the ball he's got yeah. an eye for a pass he looks good on the ball but then like I'll keep on saying at 19 Mason Mount was on loan at Derby in the championship what I will look say, at Curtis Jones he's got clinics in the that, Champions League yeah to be honest Ken's Kens, to be fair, I think what um Curtis gives is what I want someone like Joe Willock to give but isn't giving if you get what I mean He's yeah, very yeah, no, no, yeah. He feels very comfortable on the ball. He does the right things as opposed to he like a Joe Willock. He works he hard. Yeah, so into the box. He does all the right. He ticks all the right boxes for a But he's not a star boy yet. Yeah, I would on. say. But, Maybe you know, yet, but you'll see, man. He's possibly 20. He's, 20. he's twenty. He's just turned twenty. Next year. He's a kid. My question is because I I don't mind the Mason Mount comparison. I I get where you're coming from with that. I think the difference between Mason Mount and Curtis Jones right now is, is something that's out of Curtis Jones' control really is opportunity yeah. because Mason Mount has been given the keys to the yeah, Chelsea team exactly. this season and that's that. him but, to but, take it. but with Jones he's, he's got the shirt yeah no no he, he has the shirt now he's played four consecutive PL games um, I think Fabinho might be back but Fabinho will go back into centre mid Henderson's out for the next I think they said six to eight weeks he can literally but almost be the Wijnaldum replacement for next season. So he's, he's almost pitching himself to Klopp like, yeah, give me that eight shirt for next season and you won't regret it. It's, but, it's but his in, now. In terms, in terms of opportunity, do you not feel mm. like it's more opportunity to assert himself and express himself rather than opportunity to put on a shirt and actually play? Like we could probably see more from Curtis Jones if, if he was maybe given the freedom to, to express himself more. But that wouldn't, I don't think that would ever happen in a, let's say, especially a clock number yeah, eight. System, wouldn't. Yeah, but yeah. then if you look at the system yesterday, he was given more freedom than Wijnaldum and Thiago I think, has ever I been think, given. I think, I think club, re, I think club, after this, I think club does want him to experiment. Listening to Klopp and what Klopp has been saying, he, Klopp has been echoing exactly what I'm saying that Curtis Jones needs to get into more decisive areas and be more uh-huh. decisive, basically. And he, uh-huh. he wants that side of him to be because if you remember Curtis Jones in Premier League 2 like uh, the under 23s bro he was badding it up every single game he kind of obviously not the strength probably not the strength wise but he kind of reminds me of Ross Barkley in the sense that's a that great like, shout that's a great very tidy yeah. on the ball but output wise you don't really but has, he got that, has, he, but has he got that explosive power of, that's, that's what I'm saying other than yeah, he doesn't the power. Drive. he's got a change of pace though it's the a good comparison pace, like, yeah but that's how I see him and I think the reason why I think Ross Barkley has been stagnate um, has stagnated is because when you look when you look back at the end of the season you never see his name amongst the uh, you know, you like like Jack Grealish is the Madisons and and so on. So I think Curtis Jones, obviously with time, his next steps are to get into that conversation. Um, but for now, he won't get into. He will get into Liverpool team maybe if he don't sign anyone. But I don't think he'll get into the, the England setup. 
No, um, not yet. But then that's fine. He's a kid. He's still a kid, man. He also needs. He also needs a run of games. To be honest, he's on a plane, boy. Yeah, but but Saka Saka had a run of games. Curtis needs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely not saying Curtis Jones is bad. I like him. I like the way he he plays, isn't it? I just think to get. And you know the thing is of where. Um, Andy, do you know, uh, just the last point on it of where he's given him these keys of where Cater had the keys, Ox had the keys, and they've all kind of either through injury or whatever other reason, they've kind of fallen off. Yeah, yeah. It's with Jones now. It's in his but hands. Just, now you're just throwing out keys, man. Like, no, 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 no. But you know what out. I mean? As a, a roaming eight, that's the role he's been given. And uh, we need goals. <laughs> we need goals in that position. Ah, you need goals, I need shots. So you know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head over to that bar, man. Right, who wants to start off the shots today? Yeah, I got one. All right, go on, Andy. Yeah, obviously, as some of you guys have heard sometime last week, our goalie, Alison Becker, lost his father in a tragic accident. Obviously, this this is coupled with the fact that he's had a, a poor spell with Liverpool uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I took a shot for him two weeks ago and I told him to go again. We keep it stepping. We keep it moving. He's the best keeper in the world. Second best now, but whatever. Uh, but right now, I just want to, you know, pray for him, pray for his family. Hope that they find strength and courage in these times. And I pray his father rest in peace, man. Because yeah, uh, when, when I heard that, it's a horrible death, man. It's unprovoked that. It, it, unprovoked deaths really upsets my spirit. Um, so yeah, I would I would just take my shot for Alison Becker and hopefully comes out stronger and better from this man. So here, here, you, man. Facts. Yeah, I got a shot. Um, I got a shot for um, William, man. Um, we gave him a hard time and he's coming in, so I'm gonna give him a shot there. Yeah, I got a shot too. Um, from someone who would probably, if Tosin hears this, he'll probably shoot me, but whatever. Um. My shot goes to Granit Xhaka. He's been very, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, the last games. And very, been, very good. Yeah, he's, he's stepped up, um, especially in that Leicester game. You saw his experience and how he, you know, handled that game. So I'll, I'll give him a shot because he's deserved it. So my shot goes out to Granit. Yeah, man. One more shot. Sorry, yeah, Jenna. <laughs> Pepito, are you mad? <laughs> yeah, one more for him, man. Hey, you know what? Yeah, Pepe... Um, Xhaka, um, Willian, I mean, I hope this is just not a one-off. Please show that you still have quality. Please help us finish at a respectable position. Over to you, Ken. Yeah, I've got two shots, man. Um, one for my star boy, Curtis Jones. Yo, you've got, what, 10, 15 games left? Show your quality, my G. You'll come good. And then just a final shot for my future manager, man. Yo, um... <laughs> Are you going to do this every weekend? Is this going to be every weekend? Yeah, it is, man. Now, this is for my other future manager, man. Um, Yeah, man. RP Leipzig turned around 2 0 down at half time, 3 2 win. Yeah, we move, man. (laughs) Pick one, man. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, We move, man. We move, man. Yeah, Kenna's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Is that too many? Uh, Any more shots before Mitchell? I think he wants to come up with a shot. Um, I'm not even going to get a shot. I'm going to get two bottles of Estrella um, for my <laughs> boy, Mikel Arteta. Um, people, a couple of weeks back, were screaming for his head and they've been doing it a couple of times this season. Um, these these so-called fans. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a it's a, it's a process. Nothing comes uh, easy. You've got to work hard for it. And he's making the team work much harder than, you know, 
than what we were working under Emre. We we look like we've got a pattern of play. Um, he's got players like Shaka consistently playing well, which is difficult. And obviously, bringing out the best out of Pepe, nurturing Saka, Smith Rowe is now showing up. You got Odegaard, who you know I'm questioning, but you know he's he's, he's a good fit to the team. Lacazette's got goals. Aubameyang's got goals now. So you know, shout out to her. And uh, yeah. All right, say no more, Mitch. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, fantasy is looking tight. We hope you guys are all keeping up and submitting your teams in time. Um, obviously, the competition is still live, but you've got to be following on the socials. Uh, keep up with our clubhouse appearances. We're seeing some new faces turn up. We want to see more of new faces turn up. Um, these watch-alongs are, are fantastic. They're great, good bants. Next one is on Thursday night as Chelsea play Liverpool. So we hope to see more people Ooh. come in. If we don't speak to you soon, guys, we'll see you there in it. Peace. 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 Catch you later. <laughs> hey, Kyle.